Money FM 89.3, the best of prime time. In the spotlight on Money FM 89.3. Well, is it time for the world to rejoice? Since China announced its reopening plans on Sunday, foreign business groups in the country welcomed this decision. Of course, given quarantine and travel restrictions have all been lifted and uh, major concerns over the past three years of the pandemic, this is now gone. Yeah, uh, of course, they're saying that all of this will now help rebuild foreign investors' confidence in the Chinese market and, of course, go some way to repair external relations as well. The move has also been welcomed by many people who are, of course, eager to reunite with family. In fact, in Hong Kong, 400,000 people are expected to travel into mainland China in the coming weeks. Long queues for flights into cities include Beijing and Xiamen. So let's talk about this tonight. Everything about China's reopening. It is renowned China digital expert and best-selling author and she's also a LinkedIn top voice in marketing with 80,000 followers. We are uh, talking to Ashley Dudaronik. Ashley is China digital marketing expert and founder of Alarize and Cho Zan. Good evening, Ashley. Good evening. Great to be on the show. All right, Ashley. So China reopened its borders now, uh, especially with Hong Kong, and uh, for the first time in three years. So this is should be great news for everybody. I just came from Hong Kong. It's not its usual bustling self towards the end of last year, but things would be changing. Uh, they will be changing. Overall atmosphere, I would say, in places that have already received some Chinese tourists is very exciting. So for the first time in three years, we see, you know, shops, uh, fixing themselves up and restaurants opening mm-hmm. and uh, some tourist attractions have been revisited by authorities after a, such a long break. And by now, very few people actually think that China will relapse back into lockdowns because when it was just announced that China is, you know, taking down quarantine measures, uh, some people were still and business people were still very concerned. But by now, the general business consensus is, okay, January, we're going to have a big wave just before Chinese New Year. Mm -hmm. Then maybe March, April, there will be another big wave. But a lot of business bets are sort of uh, placed in Q2. So everybody's preparing for that. And uh, most businesses here are very excited. Mm. But you must admit there is an amount of ambivalence that is also persisting right now with... Analysts also cutting their growth forecasts for China in light of the fact that there could be many, many more COVID-19 cases and deaths. So how is all of that being processed with the atmosphere of positivity and optimism that you just talked about? Well, I would say uh, in general, in mainland China, the atmosphere last year was extremely gloomy, especially towards the end of the year, because people did not really see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right now, despite the fact that everybody, I have teams in Shanghai and uh, Shenzhen, and everybody I know personally, including friends and colleagues, everybody has COVID. And their family members either had COVID or know somebody who had COVID. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, yes, some people uh, do um, get in hospitals and get more severe cases. And of course, there's a number of deaths are also climbing up. But in general, I personally am myself also surprised how optimistic people look into next year so that at least there is some movement, at least the businesses are going to have a plan and people are going to hopefully get the jobs, the economy is going to improve and there will be some version of life, you know, in the people's heads. So 
It's definitely difficult economic situation globally right now. China is going through a big real estate crisis. Uh, consumer spending is down. E-commerce spending is down uh, in China for years. Alcohol, for example, industry was booming mm-hmm. when COVID hit. For two years, it was it was uh, driving high, and right now it's down 70, 80 percent. So a lot, a lot of challenges. People were also saving a lot of money. China is generally um, very big on saving, and uh, these past two years, Chinese people saved even more money, so they did not really spend a lot. Uh, but slowly and gradually, again, people see the light at the end of the tunnel. That is why I think there is a reason to be optimistic generally for next year. Not immediately. It will take time. It's not going to bounce back to pre-pandemic levels. There's going to be very little revenge consumption, but there will be consumption. And there will be, again, this optimism and this positivity will carry China forward. So speaking about this optimism, uh, Ashley, and of course we know the Chinese are very good at looking for business opportunities. Where can growth be uh, with now with China opening up its borders? Well, tourism for sure. First and foremost, uh, <laughs> such destinations as Hong Kong, Thailand, Vietnam, including Singapore, would likely benefit most because these are the top destinations for Chinese tourists when it comes to the search on such platforms as Trip.com and uh, Map of War and others. Um, however, international travel will also have to compete with the domestic travel mm-hmm. because right now intercity uh, lockdowns and travel restrictions are also lifted. So residents of, for example, Beijing and Shanghai will also travel domestically more, right? And people will generally be a bit more skeptical about traveling abroad, but it's good that it's opening up. So traveling is number one. Second one is luxury, perhaps, because ultimately the performance of global luxury industry is likely dependent on how well China will recover and attracting shoppers within China will remain an important focus for a lot of uh, luxury brands. And of course, in China, as we said, consumption is not great right now. People saved a lot of money, but people do not yet have the confidence to go and spend it lavishly. But when it comes to luxury spenders, this kind of doesn't concern them. So luxury products are doing well. And then, of course, there are so many companies um, in a variety of sectors that are right now looking to invest in China in terms of you know, three years of uncertainty where the senior managers could not travel to the country, where it was very difficult to get visas, where it was very difficult to predict anything at all. So right now, more and more companies in a variety of industries, uh, healthcare, um, automotive, etc., they are actually going in. One example could be the German BMW Group, the other car manufacturer that have recently announced their plans to further invest 10 billion yuan to support their large-scale expansion in the country, including manufacturing and building the future of transportation, the future of essentially commuting. So the industries which will likely gain some attention are high-end manufacturing, new energy, healthcare, um, some renewables, hospitality, smart infrastructure, and stuff like that. And of course, another uh, layer to that investment is more and more international brands that either stepped, not really stepped out, but sort of stepped down with their investments in China or decided to hold their plans to enter China with their international brands will right now in 2023 really move ahead and enter this market. There's a lot of opportunities in uh, a variety of consumer sectors. Of course, it wouldn't be smart of them to be overly reliant on China, though, right? They have to make sure they are well spread out. Absolutely. And right now there is actually, if China used to be the, what we call China first market, right now most of the businesses, big and small, have China plus 
Mm. And that plus is a big lie. And either they go into, I don't know, Indonesia or they go into India. So basically they are building up very strongly the second major market in Asia that they can rely on. So basically your table is not standing on one leg, but it has a few legs to support it when the times are tough. Now, some analysts are expecting more state intervention in the economy. And we've seen some of that happen already, including in the digital space under President Xi's doctrine, of course, of common prosperity. An increase in China's power across all domains uh, will, of course, mean that it will continue to build its influence internationally as well. And this could raise threat perceptions of China. I've heard some investors express concerns about this. What's your view? Um, China is definitely building their very unique model and environment, and they are trying to build their soft power and export technology. I would say right now, when it comes to international environment, probably the most hostile China slash collective West um, environment and uh, information environment that I have ever experienced in my uh, 15 uh, years of professional uh, you know, experience. So it is unusual to see how today the development of internet, the development of technology, the development of joint business is no longer about just let's grow together, but it's about this competing, basically two universes that compete against each other. And yeah, it's, it's only going to continue. China wants to be strong. China wants to find its place in the world. It wants to be considered one of the world's leading powers, but it does not mean what a lot of Western powers are afraid of. It does not mean that it will go dominate and mm. colonize the rest of the world and force others to follow their model. So I think that's where the, a lot of misunderstandings are coming from. But ultimately, the ambition is there. Ashley, in your assessment, though, how advanced is China's technology? Mm-hmm. When it comes to implementation of technology, China is probably the leading country in the world, so they might not today be the biggest inventors, even though they produce I think even more patents for high technology than um, in the U.S., at least in some sectors. But when it comes to innovation, they might not yet be the top, but they're definitely in the top three or Mm. four. Uh, when it comes to implementation of technology, they are ahead of the world. Why? Because in China, there's this uh, general mindset that whenever something new is created, just give it a try. There's no regulations. Just give it a try. And once it picks up, once it becomes successful, once we know kind of where this is going, the government steps in and says, okay, and now we're going to regulate that sector. In the West, very often, especially if we look, for example, at Europe, is the technology is popping up, and then we're trying to regulate something that we don't understand yet, and that is why the development of it is very, very slow. Besides that, in China, the, uh, there are so many consumers, and these consumers are generally very open to experiment with technology, to adopt it, to try it, because they understand that you're not going to make your uh, 10,000 RMB the same way you made your first 10,000 RMB, right? The market is evolving at China speed extremely fast. So um, implementation of technology in China is very, very strong. That is why we see, for example, uh, Chinese uh, tech ecosystems. Um, we see China's VR, AR. We see China's AI industry extremely strong implemented in e-commerce platforms where your customer services come through AI, virtual assistants, and stuff like that. Um, uh, smart cities, yeah, Chinese smart cities or the cities that implement the future of transportation where you can charge cars as you drive uh, on the pavement. All these things are happening in the market, mm-hmm. and as they are being tested on small scale, they are then implemented on the national level. So when it comes to implementation of technology, 
all to Chinese definitely had. Thanks very much for your time today, Ashley. Really appreciate it. Ashley Dudaranok, she is China digital and marketing expert and founder of Alaris and Chazan. Thanks for joining us on Primetime. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.